Welcome to the Local Agitator Podcast. I'm Kevin Kennedy, and today I spoke to my pal Sandro Mancino. We covered a variety of topics, including what it's like teaching online, putting in the miles on the elliptical, and burning vinyl to cassette tape. It was a fun and honest conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. It's a perfect storm that happened, right? With the kids being out of school and then it being like January and February, the worst months, dark. And mm-hmm. for me, the combination of like that and then so everything shut down, right? And hockey, you know what I mean? Like there's no no one's playing hockey and stuff like that. So all yeah. day I'm sitting with my daughter, which, uh, which uh, you know, elements of it are amazing, right? Obviously. Oh, uh, yeah. But you can tell, you know, her needs are not being met by the work. Her needs are not being met by me. Uh, my needs are not being met at all at, with, 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 with my work. I really, the thing I didn't really realize until going through that, that period, the first time in the spring was like just fucking chaos, right? So you, you were in like survival mode. It, you weren't, this time it was like you, you had already gone through that, right? So it was harder, you know, it was, it felt a little bit harder because you weren't in that, like, when you're in the survival mode, you don't really worry about the details. You just get through it, right? No, that's a great, yeah. And we just got to June and that was it, right? Great. Now we're in the summer. And this time it was like the, because I, I didn't have the ability to work like during the day and just because you, you feel that value when you work and you contribute um, when you get to be like, you know, creative. Yes. And that was, then, then that was gone. And, yeah. and sure you say, okay, well you just sort of do some quick math. Okay. I can work now from 6 PM, 10 PM. <laughs> <clears throat> or whatever you can you can get hours in but you quickly realize that like not every hour is created equal like right. you're by that time i'm dead tired i'm trying yes. to work i yeah. hate my work because i'm already tired i'm irritable i don't want to do anything you're not feeling fresh so and then so my output is just it's not as good i'm just flailing right mm-hmm. so i don't know what your what your like recent past like a few months have been like but i'd i'd love to hear about it yeah, it's funny. It's funny because I was having this very thought discussion with, with my wife um, the other day. And, and so, you know, I was saying, like, I've, I've kind of hit the end of this. Right. Like I'm, I, there's there's at this point very little to look forward to. And, and I think, you know, look, Jan, 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 February at the best of times is difficult. Uh, it's made, you know, it's post holidays. But like you, I mean, when this thing started, I'm like, OK, well, you know, we all did the. I think a lot of us did that. Um, well, you know, look, we'll get through it a few months and, and, and this, this shall pass. And then, okay, well, then it became, like you said, you had markers, right? So you said, okay, well, we'll get to June and the weather's going to be nicer and we can get the kids outside and whatever that looks like. Work-wise, like you, I mean, last, last spring was, it was difficult. It was the first time in 30 plus years of, delivering curriculum in a way that wasn't in my sweet spot, kind of like you, right? It's, you know, there are people who flourish in, in different ways. Uh, I'm best, I'm best live. Like that, that's to me, it, it's great. It's like sport. I don't like watching it. I love playing it. I don't mind watching it, but I love playing it. And then I think when the fall came, it was just, again, another storm. But like you, you know, you're, you're thinking about the kid and you're thinking about what's going on and you're making sure everyone's okay. And, you know, the holidays are coming and you think, okay, well, the weather is still decent. But in the last few weeks, I've been just beside myself because I'm, I'm realizing the toll it takes, right? And I'm sure it takes a different toll on all kinds of different people in different ways. But for me, it's like you, I, I just kind of feel like, you know, it, you know, it's the when February second came and it was Groundhog Day. I'm like, well, this is fitting. Uh, it's sort of what this is feeling like, right? I'm I'm waking up and I'm out of my routine, and it's. I think it's great that you're doing this because I realized, you know, way back when you're, you're filling in your time, and that's a big thing, right? So it's like, how do I fill in all of this extra time? And some of it's very productive. Do you feel like um, you have? Do you feel like you have extra time? 
Well, yes and no. Uh, my time has shifted, right? You know, so I was a very busy person, right? Uh, I mean, my kind of week was exhausting because I had, you know, teaching is what it is, but I coached. I coached you know, basically five days a week at school. Um, and then I coached my kids' hockey team. And then you're playing your own hockey and then you're taking kids to programs and you're trying to be there and you're socializing. And, you know, I like you, I'm a social animal. So, you know, I was, I was a very busy human being. So when you realize, okay, well, now a lot of that is shut down. Um, yes, I mean, other other things came in to fill that time in, but I mean, realistically, yeah, I, I have way more downtime than I did before. And, you know, again, not to get too philosophic, but most human beings do not like downtime. We're right? not good at it. No, it, it's uh, it's scary. Uh, that's why we, we look for distractions. I mean, we're constantly distracting ourselves. Uh, largely because, you know, downtime gets, you've you got to start thinking about things that perhaps you're uncomfortable thinking about. And mm -hmm. I'm sure we've all had those moments during this pandemic, right? And uh, I mean, I don't want to get into all that, but for me, none of it's been like, I haven't had that sort of darkness that, you know, some of my friends have shared with me. Yeah. Um, especially guys who are, you know, single and don't have the family destruction, don't have that, you know, sort of home life that compensates. But yeah, but you can even, yeah, I'm, and, and I think you make a good point. I mean, though, it's easy, it's easy to become estranged. Yes. With, and even if it's a temporary estrangement because you're living in the same place and you don't have your own little corner to retreat into on a daily basis, you don't have, you literally don't have any privacy and not even, not even like saying you have a room. It's like when you're sort of driving in your car, that's, you have privacy. Yeah. You're going when you're going, even if you're going to play hockey and you're sitting in the room with guys, you only see one one night a week. That's kind of like privacy in the sense of like that feels like your own space, space even, right? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Go ahead. Sorry. So I, no. So I was just like that. Just caught me that there are some people too that I that I think sort of look at people with families and say, look at them kind of, you know, fondly in, in this period. Uh, but we're all in our own, you know, different hurricanes, right? Whereas as people living with people would, would, would die for some, uh, some, some time on their own. Yeah. All the grass is Most people are looking for interaction, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, given what I've, I mean, I can't speak to everyone's experience in it, but I, I do know that a, a few of my friends, um, you know, it's been tough who are single and are on their own. Right? Um, and I, I think, I, I think there's no doubt while I might trade it for an hour or two, I don't think I would want that as, you know, for me, uh, I mean, the, the, one of the joys of this period has been the ability to spend time with my family. Right. Um, but you're right. Part of it is identity wise, right? We, you know, we wear a lot of hats, right? We're, we're different people. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, work, and you said it, I, I kind of heard it in what you said, you know, work is a substantial part of our identity. And so for a lot of folks, again, I feel for those who all of a sudden that that has shifted uh, and worse gone, like for people who lost their jobs during this, I can't imagine. But there's that identity and doing it from home doesn't quite have like, again, when I'm teaching from here, it doesn't have the same feel of me being in the building and in a classroom and yeah. doing live performance. I'm sure it's like the hockey analogy, you had that, that, you know, that great piece on hockey and it's the same thing, right? You're playing hockey with no fans. Uh, I'm really teaching with no fans, you know, uh, even though, yeah, the students are in front of me, they're not engaged in the same way uh, they are when, you know, when they're present. And so, I think you're right. That that kind of individual time that's part of our identity time, yeah. uh, the hockey room, which is a part of our identity, right? So that that identity, that part of your identity is not being nurtured right now. And and I think do that. You, do you feel like a teacher? Like like in the moment, right? Do you do you feel like your job is like you are teaching? But but I can imagine you might at moments feel like well, this is not teaching. Like I'm doing something. Yeah. I'm helping in a way. Yeah, but but when I was in, a, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm it's just a question. I don't know if, if you're feeling in that way, but there, it must. It obviously feels different. But I wonder how different it feels. Yeah, it, that's a great question. It, it, I still believe, yeah, that I'm I'm teaching. I mean, the end result is usually 
you know, um, what tells me that? Because when I when I see, you know, the final products of work or the end of a semester and the feedback, I realize that kids get a lot out of it. However, the way we're getting to there is substantially different, right? So, um, you know, I mean, that, that, that that's a whole conversation unto itself. But the short one of that is that a lot of kids, you know, feel very different in this environment. And they don't, as much as everyone thought that, you know, a year ago, online learning was going to be the way of the future. I think we're realizing certainly not this way. Um, a lot of kids have a hard time, especially I'm at high school though, right? So they have a hard time being present online, right? Um, they are very conscious of themselves online. And I don't know, again, I, I'm not a psychologist. I don't understand. I don't know the exact psychology of that, mm-hmm. but it may be that they're so used to people being online that they can frame that all of a sudden they can't frame things. They feel very vulnerable. They don't really want to respond. Yeah. I know that they'll, they'll respond in the chat, but they won't respond live because they're very afraid of yeah. speaking, right? And um, so that's really hard because when you're um, when you're a person, just like I'm sure you're doing this show, and you expect that there's going to be, uh, you know, X amount of people watching it, and there's no feedback. I, I think that the, I think the best analogy is is a comedian, right? So, uh, and I've heard a few comedians comment on this, right? So trying to do comedy. Um, you know, uh, this in, in Zoom is is very difficult yeah. because you you feed off of, of you know the the energy of a crowd, right? You, that, that's what drives the, the the act. So in that sense, if I use that analogy, then then yeah, sure, I'm doing comedy, but it's not. You know, this isn't. I'm, we're not doing SCTV anymore. We're doing. I don't know what we're doing, right? I think what it yeah what it what it feels like for me with work is that it's it doesn't. It just feels like I'm not doing anything special, you know, like my other work when you're when you're making something that you can walk into and you can experience and it it's just feels so much there's actual material being like chairs like that are just set up in the stage and microphones being checked. Right. It feels like you're you're doing something whereas um I think we have we're, we're creating some great moments, but in terms of like when I you know the the, the uncertainty around like my business was always going to be hard. It was always hard work, but I felt a sense of like security in that I knew that what I was doing was really hard, and I I had a specialty in it, so it would protect me away from competition. And just by nature of how hard the work is and how much the more you do it, the better you got at it. Right. So there wasn't there wasn't some company that could walk in and do what I did overnight because I had all the relationships. I had all the all the work. Right. I I invested. Right. Now it's like any asshole can do a fucking online show, right? And essentially, I, it's all just a, a derivative of one thing, and I can just and anybody can can do it. So now I'm just like in. Uh, yeah, I'm doing an above average version of what's out there, and therefore I can get paid for it. But that's not the same. No. And we're, so we're all sort of funneled into this same format where you're just, you know, I'm just an online fucking event, un- online, you know, TV producer. Right. You're you work at an online school. Right. Right. So that can feel, you know. It's not real. It's not not forever. But those moments, you know, the, that that day to day stuff. And as the fucked up thing that happens is that, you know, I'll I'll finish a show that's even super exciting, right? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then as as these calls are, the the ending of them is so abrupt, right? So, so right. compared to like like end of an event, thanks guys, you know, there's some applause, right? Then the then the talent leaves the stage. Right. Talk to the if you want, you can go talk to them. You have your bill. You get another beer. You get right. to talk about this. There's all this. This is this this cool down, right? Yep, this absolutely. But 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 like everybody's saying bye, and then it's gone. And yep. then you're like, oh, I'm still. Yeah. Just in the same place I was, you know. And then you're like, mm-hmm. do I go to the washroom now? No. Nope. Yeah. 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 Did, did it even fucking yeah. happen? Yeah. No. Did, no. That's that's for I, sure. Did the thing even happen because it doesn't feel like it happened. It just felt yeah. like. I was in a dream for an hour and then I yeah. woke up, you know? Yeah, agreed. I, I have that exact feeling some days, right? You're right. That abruptness of, um, you know, and again, at least, you know, for, for the most part, adults will, will light up and you can see them. But there's day like this morning, I'm staring at 22 
black squares with names in them, right? And <laughs> and and dead silence, right? I'm like, I, I feel like, you know, a bad episode of WKRP in Cincinnati. I feel like a 70s disc jockey, right? So I've got to like manufacture my own noise in the room to just yeah. feel alive. Well, and then all of a sudden it's like, I'm off the air. And then you're right. There's no like kids coming up to you. They're like, oh, see, see, see. They didn't say a word. And then all of a sudden, bye, 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 bye. And, and then boom, Done. they're gone, right? It's like popcorn. The, um, and, and, and the thing too, is that I'm, that I'm not worried about, but like someone like me who likes to chirp and likes to, that's how I interact with my friends. It's like, I'm getting, I'm getting pretty self-conscious about it. Yeah. Like, because it's, there's just a sense that everyone is a little bit more like irritable at this stage because, and you know why I know that? Because I am. Yeah, I I'm not gonna say I'm more sensitive because I'm kind of like, you know, I, I I like. Well, that's not that. Yeah, that's not your that's not your personality. Right. But yeah. I'm a little bit more like, it's like that comedian is like I feel like my chirps just aren't really like landing as well because yeah, is are people r- really interested in 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 being silly? Uh, you know, I, it doesn't seem that way, which is no, fine. Yeah. like I don't I, I don't blame them. But it's been it's been funny to sort of think, oh, can I? I never really worried about making certain wisecracks, but now yeah. I'm. Which is maybe it's a good thing that I'm thinking about the, the 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 mental health of the people on this group chat. So can I? Can I? Can I? You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I am thinking about that. Yeah, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's anything wrong. And I, I mean, I think you're probably sharing that with me because I, I share that with you. I like, you know, wit and chirping or whatever is to me is is great. Um, you know, it's it's banter. I mean, there are things to be serious about. There's very few things I've realized in life to actually be dead serious about. And I don't, look, I mean, there's one thing. I don't. I think chirping's one thing. Insulting someone and using being off. I mean, that's worth thinking about. Right. But I like that we're using this comedy analogy because I think in many ways, um, it, it kind of fits a lot of things, right? So I, I like I, I remember like comedy changes, right? And so if I look back and I and I see Bob Hope doing a bit, I'm like, that's not funny to me. It's just not. And then I'm thinking, well, but this guy was a very successful comedian. And I realized, okay, well, in his context, in his time, that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a different person, different time, different funny. And, and I agree with you is when we come out of this, what is going to be the overall psychological shift of people? Um, and it, it, you know, I don't know. What is normalcy? Is it, it I mean, we're never going to be the same and changes right. is changes change, but in that regard, um, are we in a new era of comedy in a sense, right? Are people just not going to, and again, we're not, your, your humor is not off color. It's not offensive. It's not any of those things that, I mean, no. one would seriously be worried about, you know, it's, it, it's friendly and it, 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 you know, it's good spirited, but you're right. People are, I think far more irritable. Um, mm-hmm. tensions are high. Um, I feel it like you. I, I get angry about different things. I, and I think part of it is the lack of control right now. I think a lot of us don't have control of our lives. And again, we, we don't have those identity moments, right? Those parts of our being that give us that fullness. So right. again, your work has changed and that, that kind of helps to balance you. And when when these parts of your being are being are, are sort of, up, you know, just floating. Yeah. You're kind of rudderless, right? And and do you ever feel uh, like, yeah. like when we have so like I've heard also some people they you know they talk about the stress that they get because because we have technically more time, right? That's distraction. Then what can build up is that you feel more more pressure to be really productive in the, in this time. And so what I've done, so I felt that too, and then so I I literally I. I was like, I started running. It's, right. like, a, it's like a metaphor, essentially, right? I was for like, sure, yeah. Like running, running away to right. fend off like the the grim reality. Um, but it was something that I could control. It's something that I could that would have had to have upside, you know, would have mm-hmm. definite upside, and and would help with that that just 
the the sense of not feeling like so let's just say like I don't accomplish anything uh with my work or I don't accomplish anything like sort of any other growth aspect to it like everybody you know if, if someone else is doing something really productive in in this time I'll have that right right I'll have that and that way I'll 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 be able to to sort of have a sense of like and that's just me like that that's not objective like that's not no. what, what anybody has to do absolutely it's, it's what I f- felt like would would help um what about you? Have the, have you feel have have you do you experience that kind of anxiety where you're like, man, I just had another day where I wanted to learn how to fucking paint, or yeah. I wanted to teach myself how to do a do a fucking handstand, right? And then you yeah. don't do it, and yeah. then another day go, goes by, and you can build up anxiety that way too, um, because you think you put more pressure on yourself to fill this time that you have. Which does, which does, on the good side, it feels uh, temporary, right? And there's obviously a sense of like when it does go back, you might feel the other pressure, to, the FOMO of going out and all this stuff. So it's kind of nice to not have that. But yeah. yeah. Do you have any of those experiences? Yeah. No, I I feel a lot of what you know what you're saying. I think speaks to a lot of what's going on, and and the. I, like I like you, the exercise component of it, I just have to do because I'm a kinetic person. Like I, I have to move. That's just part of who I am. So when you take away hockey and all these other things, that to me would have been really problematic. And it's very easy to fill that void with, okay, well, I'll pick up a beer and I'll have a drink and I'll sit down and I'll think about what I want to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, and even the teaching part of it, because you're not sort of connecting with other people and you're not building curriculum, you're not doing the kind of things that you traditionally do because in isolation, it's not as, it's not as rewarding. Yeah. I, I mean, I've turned to a few things. I mean, I had my list of house projects that was great in the summer that I could kind of get back to doing some of that stuff. So I kind of felt a sense of accomplishment there and, and definitely, you know, started dusting off some of the cooking things that I had, you know, put aside. I love to cook. That to me is a, you know, it's a very sort of Zen place for me. And yeah. So, again, I didn't go overboard and elevate this stuff. I mean, like a lot of people, I just started saying, okay, well, if I if I can't get a fresh loaf of bread, I can't get up to the Italian bakery up the road, or they're going to put it in a plastic bag now, why the hell don't I start making this stuff? And, mm. you know, there's some reward in that. I mean, you, you know, the, feeding the family is, you know, it, meals are a great, great thing. They bring us together. So that, that part, for sure. But I, I'll admit, you're right. Um See, I'm also at a very different stage than you, right? Like, for me, the big thing that's weighing on me is that this June was to be the end of my teaching career, right? Like, I had circled this five years ago going, I'm done in June of 2021, um, you know, just age-wise and time-wise and all of those things, and you want to go out and enjoy life. So, for me, it's been very difficult because it's kind of shifted. Yeah, you got to build the palace in uh... – the Kohlberg fucking chalet, right? Can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. But that's been put off, man. Like, and now with people flooding out of the city, all these things, I mean, reality's changed, right, in a sense. So, you know, the June 21 is not going to happen because in my mind, I, I just don't see going from this kind of reality to retirement where I'm looking to find, as everyone else is readjusting to the world, yeah, you know, I don't. I mean, it may be a good time. Maybe it's a good time to be in that because there's so much that's shifting that I fit somewhere in all that shift. But yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, it's very hard to find those things that you know. Yeah, I read some books and that was great, but you know, again, I get tired of reading. I'm teaching. I'm reading. You know, marking philosophy papers till you know all hours of the night. And the last thing I want to do is continue to read. So reading it. And so then you realize, oh, crap, I'm now I don't want to read. I'm not a big TV watcher. Uh, so, yeah, we, you know, ripped through some series that were fun. So it's kind of interesting. And I've kind of taken to listening to podcasts. And and I think I agree with you. You know, we're kind of coming back to the beginning of this discussion that in some ways I, I just need something that I don't want to necessarily listen to something that's you know, pedantic, or I don't want to listen to something that's, you know, some contrived sports show that is a knockoff of what was something decent before. Mm-hmm. I, I want to, I, you know, something that's real and refreshing to me is is great. And um, I think a lot of people have a lot to say these days. And so that's kind of cool that, you know, it's created this um, niche. And um, certainly the people who do do it better will rise to the top and will, I mean, that's, you know. 
Yeah, no, I struggle with the t- like. I don't. It's like there's all this time. Everybody talks about watch Netflix. It's just like yeah, no, it doesn't thanks. matter. I, I I don't know. I guess there there was a period in university where you know I could sit down and watch. I remember like twenty four was was fuck. I could sit down and watch. Yeah, three or three of those. Even the Sopranos. I don't know if it's just the format because. It was even, you know, back then you're renting it, right? So, so you you have some a little bit more of an investment in it. So you're renting it, and you know you gotta like bring it back in a day or two, right? So you're watching it, and you're just you're a little bit more connected to it because you've actually paid money individually for for that thing. Yeah, I, I don't know if I feel I just don't. Uh, it's it's just not watching a movie or. TV, except for for sports, is just not on my top. Never rises to the top of the list of things I want to do. No. Anyways, well, I, I read a lot of books too, and I got myself a Kobo. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. you're saying that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's been good, but yeah, it's like I think it's it's funny. I'm doing this the, the these these runs, and and you know, I'm still waiting for the for the runner's high to come, even though I've been running. <laughs> five times a week literally for like eight weeks now yeah and it's like it's so fucking grim out there it's so dark and and, and it's so weird right because you're running so you're like you know the idea of running and everything oh, oh, like i hate running i'm like yeah I, I fucking hate like running too i'm not running because I fucking love running like these weirdos yeah. that are just like out there all the time right like i'm running to like stay in shape yeah agreed because i can't do xyz right yeah and and it's uh it's just a wild time to be running because you you like so i'm running through in the middle of the winter through fucking alleyways because i don't want to you know like you want to like avoid people because everybody's afraid of each other obviously sure want to be around each other and then you know especially i'm huffing and puffing and running that's not a good look no so you end up in alleyways and then you end up hopping over or when, when i'm on the street you're you're jumping over snow banks now right you're trying right. to jump over snow banks and you're just you're just trying to play fucking pac-man everywhere right with people yeah agreed and uh it's it's interesting i, I mean i do like it because you you get out of your my neighborhood because if you have to run any like distance you 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 get out of there mm-hmm. um, but it is but once you're out there it's like it it, it you, I guess your body feels better, but like you get out there and it's like the fucking handmaid's tail too out there, right? Everybody's walking, yeah, walking yeah. with masks yeah. on. Yeah, a lot of people aren't aren't they're not going anywhere. So no, it's that you know that kind of walk that you see people walking where they're not really walking at a pace that is going to a, a destination. Yeah, they're just walking. Yeah, and it's kind of fucking weird. No, it is. It's it's like an episode of Black Mirror, right? I, it is. It's very. It is very dystopian, right? You know, like you know, if you'd said to me twenty twenty years ago that we'd be kind of looked that the world would look like this, I, I you know, I think a lot of us would have just laughed and said it's ridiculous to think it would look like that. But you're right. There there is there is that there's that element to it. And uh, as for the runners, high, good luck, right? You know, uh, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I like you, like my body is not built for running, um, but the sports I played, I had to do some of it to train. And I, especially when I played Aussie rules, I hated it. And I, so I got into it maybe in my late twenties only to find out it was the largest contributing factor to ruining my hips. Right. Yeah. At the end of it. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. so that was, and I, and I did get to the point where, you know, 10 K runs are like a walk in the park. And I was like, and for me and my body and stride, that was quite an accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, and then as fast as that happened, it, you know, my orthopedic surgeon subsequently told me that that was probably the stupidest thing I ever did. Right. Um, so I mean, I don't know, I, you know, now I've got the ellipse, I can't run and I'm glad for it. And, you know, I, because of the hip replacements, so I've got the elliptical, which, by the way, is far more boring than it. You know, your oh, your yeah. what you what you described to me is like, wow, that sounds like parkour. I, I feel like you're like a ninja, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like I'm like I feel like a gerbil, uh, a hamster, or whatever it is. Right? I'm on this wheel, just like oh yeah. Jesus. And the only good thing I will say, and this is what last week I in a, by a coincidence, and and you'll like this, is that a buddy of mine who is single and in isolation 
he's like, I, you know, I really, I've got all my CDs, man. And I'm doing this, like, you know, cleaning up my place. Cause he's just looking for stuff to do. He goes, you know, is there any way, cause he's not very tech savvy that I can put all these things on something and, and like have them to bring up to the cottage and play. Yeah. And so he, anyway, I started walking him through, you know, he bought himself a speaker and all this, but anyway, what came of that was, he, you know, I got him set up. I lent him a laptop and got him set up, you know, to start burning his CDs. But it got me back into. I'm like, wait a second, I got boxes of these downstairs that I haven't, I haven't done. And and we actually last night had a, and you would have loved this conversation. Had a conversation about when we were teenagers, and you know, making tapes and you know, killing time that way. Because again, you know, back in in those days, you, you're kind of waiting for your buddies to call and figure out where you, you know, which field in Scarborough I was going to carry a case of beer to. Right. But, and so you're making all this music, which, you know, it took hours, right. Of, of, you know, getting that needle back on and, ah, shit, you know, I, I didn't get that right. I'm going to do it again. Or, and so I've gotten back. So I started downloading. Wait a second. You guys would hang on a second. Yeah. Take me into the, I guess this would be like the early '80s. You're talking about? well, even before we're talking seven, '70s. So like, but but just so just just so I understand, because I'm not even yeah. sure I understand. I I'm not even sure I like I understand what you're even talking about. Describing. You're talking about <laughs> recording vinyl. Yeah, onto tapes. Tape. Yeah. So this is this. You're talking about the world's in a, a transition period. Yeah. Cassette tapes. Yeah. And you guys are on the front lines of it. Well, we had, I mean, we were just talking about how many, I, st- I got rid of most of mine, but while I was going through this cache of finding my CDs, I found like a couple of boxes of these, t- I kept mostly the, the compilation tapes. Uh, I actually found one of the bare naked ladies first, you know, boot, the ones that they were like kind of giving out at Dundas Square when they were busking back then, right? But but no word of a lie, we, we would get our vinyl and we'd kind of like, okay, well, you know, there was, there was no point in making it tape of the, the vinyl you had so you wanted to make that mixed tape and it was it was all about getting that needle right and get you know just making sure there wasn't a long gap but my buddy was next level he would he would leave and he would set his he would put on uh he was saying the two things he loved was q107 because they had like sort of the retro night they had their throwback and and um CFNY in the early days would have this thing where they would play the original and cover the eighties cover, like late seventies, early eighties cover version of it. Mm-hmm. So he would say like, I just, I would set a, a two hour Maxell tape to just, you know, and it would reverse it to just take the whole show. Mm-hmm. And we, and we had like cassette, to, it was two cassettes, right? So he'd yeah, go yeah. in and he would actually take from one, that two hours and he'd take the songs he liked and he'd condense them into these things. And a lot of them, he said, you know, like, I, he just loved doing it because there was a, you know, especially when he was dating, right? He'd make a tape for some girl. And this is like the greatest gesture in the world, right? Like you're making this music tape. Yeah, I know. I used to record <clears throat> from the radio. Like I used to right. on on the edge, the Thursday 30. I used to record right. the whole thing. Yeah. And then, and then you'd cut out, you could cut out the advertising. I had buddies who even would take a cent, like use an, another tape that has like scratching on it. Right. Uh, yeah. Put that in between the songs so it would actually mix. That's pretty oh, cool. cool. DJing, yeah. Yeah, there were uh, that was next. That's next level. See, that's that's past my time, man. I mean, recording from vinyl to that's interesting because, but it's it's the same activity as the guys doing now with CD to to to, to MP3. It's just you're just taking it to the the newest format, right? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. just got just got a, a record player. But a few months ago here, Alex bought one. That's very cool. And it's amazing how how this is the, stating the obvious, you know, to anybody who's a vinyl enthusiast. But it's like it really is a, a special sound, and it yeah. really does. Yeah, like technically, you, whatever you could say, the bass or the sound that you could. It's but it sounds. I don't know how much how how like how interested I would be in buying like a new song new new vinyl and playing right I, right. I don't know I don't know I, it's all old stuff now it's all stuff that was made f- for vinyl yeah absolutely or like around the same time so it, yeah. it sort of takes you back to that era the sound is important whereas when when you hear the Beatles and Spotify the the, the remastered it's just like 
Yeah, it doesn't have the same rawness, right? No, it doesn't have the same. No. It's it's not authentic, right? No. It creates a really different vibe in our house when it's on. Yeah, for sure. And like you know, the dance party vibe with with the Spotify and the and the Sonos is good too. Believe me, we we like to fucking rock it here. Sure, here, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. You know, yeah. When I'm on the treadmill, with you know, and this is it, like, or when I'm on the elliptical, there. The nice thing is I've got my Spotify list to to take me through that hour on that thing. But but I picked up. You know, it's funny you should say that because during this, my sister in law had emptied out their cottage. They sold, you know, a couple of years back, and she had one of those. Um, cabinet um, stereo systems, right? So the, the thing looks like, you know, it's like a, a bureau, right? And it's the flip up. And inside of it was a fantastic dual turntable and a, a Marantz, you know, receiver. And it had these like fantastic remote speakers. They're a little banged up. So I grabbed it. She's like, do you want this? I'm like, absolutely. And I've got a couple of crates of records. And again, we brought them out. And the minute that those things hit, I, you're right. It, it just kind of whisked me back. Like, yeah, you hear the crackle and you're like, okay, I guess I got to go on Amazon and buy a, you know, a brush right. and an anti and some anti-static solution um, or maybe even a new needle, whatever it is. But it sounded, like you said, fantastic. And again, for me, it's, it's nostalgic, right? Because it takes you back, especially now. I mean, in a time where you're sort of sitting in this twilight zone, it, um, I just find like just getting reinvolved and getting the music on there and, and reshuffling stuff and just as I'm going through these CDs, just kind of realizing I, I had sort of ignored some of this music. It's fantastic to just, yeah. it just, yeah, just great. That is the one thing like I, I, I do look forward to playing hockey. Like I, and I do look forward to a lot of things that aren't, you know, going to restaurants like, but actually I don't, I don't like crave. I don't crave it as 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 much as as I do uh, live music. Yeah, it's that combination of like you're in a place with other people, so it it sort of achieves that same thing. And then just being in those rooms, whether it's a small room or a big festival, I've been doing a lot of uh, reminiscing about those huge things, and it's just like it's awesome to think about big festivals and your time with other yeah. picnics. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking shenanigans out there. Yeah, you know, I found in that in all that music stuff, I found I kept stubs from back then, and and I just you know just going through the stubs of concerts that I went to. Well, I found some early Neil Young ones. I'm a huge Yes fan, so I had all my Yes ones there. I found a stub to Jethro Tull. I don't know. I didn't find the Police Picnic one. Uh, My Emerson Lake and Palmer one, and 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 what was great. Uh, Oh, so a lot of them were at the gardens and a lot of them were exhibition stadium. They would have been the two for stadium shows. Um, You know, um, Jethro Tull, I saw, you know, I don't know what it was. It would have been like late, early eighties maybe. And um, what, what, what I remarked about was the price of the tickets, right? Like I'm staring down, it's just like Neil Young, 19, whatever it was, 1981 to, I can't remember when it was. And, you know, it's like 20 bucks mm-hmm. and you're like, that's fantastic. But again, relatively speaking, I, I, and I didn't do the conversion in my head, but I kept some of them, not all of them. Cause some of them, you know, you don't, you, you, for various reasons, you lose them. Um, but you're right. It was, it was incredibly reminiscent, right. Of a time when you know, you could go see a show. And again, I was that prog rock guy. So it was like super tramp and, you know, trying to see Jen. I never really got to see some of the bands I wanted to see, but even Springsteen. Right. And yeah, you're just rock. like, there's a lot of women are into the prog rock. Eh? This is good. Well, a lot of women are into to the rush, right? <clears throat> no, not rush though. Rush is a largely men's band. And, and you can make, and is that part of your chirp there? That you, you know, Listen, man, uh, if it, it's of the time, right. And, and you know, when deconstruction as punk rock came, I embrace that as is just like the next guy, right? I didn't mind a little punk, but punk gets tiring after a while. There's not many punk albums that you pull out to listen to, right? So uh, I don't mind being in a club and, and hearing some punk, but I, I'm not really reaching for my, you know, my dead Kennedys, the best of, you know. To, <laughs> yeah. So who I saw live, by the way, too, right? So oh, Yeah, where? I I, I want to say that one was at I can't remember the, maybe the Masonic Temple. Oh yeah, 
because I remember we were on a balcony and I remember, I, th- I want to say it was at the Masonic Temple. Yeah. And it, it, it was a shit show. Like I, I, I'd never seen anything like that. I was like, I think 17 or 18, maybe 18. My cousin dragged me down. And again, I'm a prog rock guy, right? So uh, like this to me was just crazy. Uh, and by the time I went to university, punk was, you know, was infused, right? There was a pretty cool scene down at nuts and bolts and various other places. Right? No. And I like, and, and that's the, I think that's why I like music so much is because it's like, uh, it's like the, the, you, you, you go to shows and there's tons of shows where you're like, fuck, anything can happen in this show. Yeah. It's probably yeah. going to be safe, but yeah. yeah. who knows? And, and not that I want something to be on, be unsafe, but compared to what things are like now, where it's like, so, I mean, it's like the opposite, right? It's everything is sanitized. Like every, yeah. every social interaction is so structured to the point, and it has to be, but to the point of like where, you know, lines where you have to line up, right? Like yeah. You have to line up this line. And it, it for me, it feels like I can't, my brain can't really see past how fucked up it is. Yeah, you know I mean, like, but not it. And it's almost like I'm just observing it as being so even when like, I'd rather I'd rather not even if like, if I have to go to a playground, and like, it seems like all the parents are wearing masks, like, you know, even if it's outside, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm like, I just got to get out of here, because right. I'm not really understanding the scenario here. This to me, this is a place where we can just actually be free for for a little bit, right? I get why you know what i mean like i get what what they're doing too Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's it's a case of like i i i'm very careful i'm I'm very safe but i i would rather just not even be in these environments where you have to be so rigid because it feels so unnatural that if i avoid it i'm gonna i'm not gonna be in there because i'm like in a way and i'm kind of afraid of it's like uh like the, the more permanent effects of it, like the more permanent effects of what it's like to be around people and not really being close to them. Right. Is like, will it like your, my friend was messaging was saying that he thinks that like when soccer stadiums are, are full again, he, he thinks like players are going to have fucking heart attacks because they're going to score a goal. Right. And now they run to the corner and they realize no one's there. Right. And then they kind of just like, they're just like, oh, great. And then they turn around. They're going to run and it's going to be loud, right? And it's going right. to be like this wall of sound. And the right. it's just going to be like, oh, just yeah. overcome, right? Because it's going to yeah. be so great, which is, which is actually, I mean, you know, heart attack aside, it's, it's a fun idea to think about where a full yeah. stadium is, you know, and you're in there, right? Like, you know. Well, I can't wait. I mean, I can't wait to get back to the corner at, at you know, TFC. And experience, like to me, you know, I've been there since day one. It's kind of a little family in my section, of, you know, folks that have been there. And in a weird way, I miss them, right? And then, you know, yeah. you keep getting these postponement notices or notices that they've sent my personal information to someone else. I mean, barring that. <laughs> yeah, I got James. Uh, I, 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 I just looked at the name and I'm like, who the hell is, like, what do you do? And then who got mine? I don't like I was waiting for some, I was waiting for someone to send me a, and I think we should have done that as a TFC community. But anyway, true. to your point, um, oh yeah, it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be overwhelming. And I think musicians are going to like, but they'll go hog wild. I'd love to go to some like shows right out of the hop because I think when bands mm-hmm. hit the stage and they actually have a live audience, I think it's, I can't imagine what the reaction is going to be like. Yeah, right? because it's, it's so like, I, I, you know, like I still, I make an effort even at the grocery store to look people in the eye, right? the, the clerk to talk, because I know that there's just a, just a low, the, the, the level of interaction is just so much lower. Correct. And so I think about them I, and I, I think about how just like, like I, you, you know, how weird it is to walk, someone's walking like towards you and how me jumping across the, the, the snowbank, right, and and walking in the street is actually a kind thing mm-hmm. to do, considering. But 
we both know it's fucking weird me and the other person right and it's like so because what it what it is what's actually happening is like i'm seeing somebody a nice person let's say it's even like an older person who is maybe isolated and you know what i'm doing I'm, as they come near me i'm fucking getting out of the way like i'm gone right it's fucking weird it's like yeah. in other times i would be like oh this person might be living alone they, they they might be you know widowed or you know what i mean and i would right actually consciously try to just acknowledge them and now I'm like going to, to the other side of the street, right? To yeah. save them so they don't, you know, so I don't give them the virus. Uh, it, it, it's very, it's like, at th- in those moments, I'm like, I, I just wish I wasn't even on the street at this point because I feel like I'm yeah. doing more damage than I am doing any, any good, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you pass five different people, you get five different reactions. That's the, it's the, yeah, it, you know what? There's no, there's no easy answer to any of that stuff, but I get it, right? It's hard to be in a social situation and feel like isolated in a pariah, right? It was sort of, that seems to, you know, and so it, it's sort of this paradox of, okay, there's publicness and I need to be out in public because it's good for my overall health. And then yet I'm encountering other people that by nature I should engage with, except for the cliche that cities are cold, heartless places, but you're not that person and I'm not that yeah. person. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm kind of torn. Like, I realize, oh my God, I can't really engage this person. I mean, I can nod, I can wave. And, yeah. you know, in the summer, it was nice. I mean, I, you know, I'm out in the front doing whatever, and, you know, people are walking their dogs. And I, I found that people were very quick to want to engage. Yeah. You know, they're like, hey, how are you doing? And you want to kind of talk to them a little bit. But again, you know, it's glib conversation, right? And, and you're like, okay, well. There's there's so many like weird moments like that. I, I remember even I, I I saw somebody kind of fall off. Right. Yes. Right. And I, in the in the street, and I'm like pull over, and I'm like, are you okay? Like in the wind through the window, right? And in, in in my car, and I was like, but in my mind, I'm thinking, well, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna like put them in my car? Is is that allowed? Is is like everything is sort of like you don't really know how to navigate. Um, when when these moments come come that uh you know that that when these sort of these these like things happen where yeah. your instincts are like yeah come inside i'll pick you up i'll drive you to the hospital you're like am i going to do that should i do that am i actually yeah. putting them in more danger yeah there's no doubt there's a filter right we're seeing we're all seeing life through a, for through a filter and that filter is different for each person right um uh, yeah, and it's been hard too to to sort of think. It sort of resets your uh, like. I I like to bring uh, people together, right? So now right. it's like me sort of hosting something in my front yard is like a bit political, right? I have to think right. about. Okay, I can invite you. I invite Steve. I, I can invite you know like pretty much everybody on our in our group, the Jets mm-hmm. group. Like that's right. that's fine. But I think about like oh like with my kids who can i invite over which parent is not going to think that i'm like some kind of really uh unsafe sort of am i doing negligent yeah 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 yeah. i don't don't want that on my hands like geez no it's like i'm just going for a fucking hike here i'm just asking you out on a on a hike i'm not asking you for fucking bone marrow you know but it feels that way yeah sometimes it can you're right yeah no it's there's no doubt that uh that that it's it's an interesting thing, right? Because you're right. Social socializing in general, uh, connection is very different, right? I can't imagine. Again, like I go back to, I can't imagine what dating. I mean, that that's an episode unto itself, which I have no experience in, uh, at least under these circumstances. And you say, like, what what? How did how do you navigate that? Yeah. And so again, that's one aspect of you know socialization that that has now been filtered. And again, you know, it's the same for us. I'm very social. Our our house was always the Kool-Aid house, right? Uh, You you want people to come over and, and, and for all the right reasons. Right. Um, And um, so now you're right. I'm, I'm very reticent to do that because again, I don't want to put anyone in an uncomfortable situation. I don't want, you know, to put my neighbors in an uncomfortable situation. Right. Um, and um, 
And so, yeah, I, I, I've got to see it through that filter and, and respect that people are seeing it through a different lens than of I am. Course. Well, it does look like you still got a, a new haircut. Seems like that's fine. No, that so that's what I learned. I learned to cut my own hair, man. That's amazing. What's, I, I, what's how do you? What's the back like? Oh, okay. So doesn't matter. No, a it doesn't matter, uh, and b uh, I have my daughter, my eldest daughter, when she's home, about once a month. That's about time for clipping. And so I do, I do the side, I've gotten good at the sides and even putting that nice little line in there Jeez. and I just, I, I get her down. Right. Um, wow. bought myself, a one of those wands and I just realized, okay. Cause I, I mean, I can't do my hair, dude, I'd be looking super seventies right now. It would be like, you know, what's wrong with that? Donnie Osmond. I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't even make references that people would probably understand. You know, I did it for a while. And then I just like, no, man, I can't, I can't, just doesn't suit me. I, right. I just, it suits you, brother. You're still young. I'm just getting old. Right. So I'm, Thanks. you can do that. But for me, man, I'm telling you right now, I look like Gino Vanelli, right. And, you know, in his 1980 uh, Montreal tour, I don't need that. We'll end on that. Yeah, perfect. Now that's an image for everyone to take home. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, fun, Kevin. Man. Yeah, it has actually. Uh, I'm glad you're doing it. Uh, good luck with it, and yeah. uh, I look forward to listening to some of the other uh, chats that you have going on this. Oh, it's going to get spicy. I, I hope so. You know, <laughs> and and I'll come back when when things uh, when you've broken that ground. I like to be the the safe starter here. So. Yeah, we'll get yeah, for, sure, the, uh, for the round table. Oh, that would be great. I'd love to be firing at other folks. That'd be good. We should get me, you, and uh, <clears throat> Mickey P on there for just uh, and, and Stevie for a gambling chat. You know, that'd be a good. I'm that'd worried. be a good one. I'm I, I'm I'm conscious of of not you know uh, uh, reeling you back in. I, I I feel kind of a protective of 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 you as a recovering gambler. That, uh, <laughs> Oh, you think I'm gonna get the Flintstone itch? I'm gonna I mean, get. It, you never know, man. It's it is possible. It is, yeah. But no, it's not going to happen. Trust me. Don't worry okay. about it. Okay. All right. Well, Kev, thanks for this, man. All right, buddy. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Bye, bye.